Attention boys and girls, attention boys and girls. Should that be boys and ghouls? No, no, alas, I was incorrect the first time. Regardless, listen to Gatsy and Goosebumps at your own risks. Oh, Welcome back to Gatsy on Goosebumps, the show in which I review every single Goosebumps book from our Stein's original series. And joining me as always is my co-host with most ghosts, uh, Matt Harrison. How are you, Matt? Good, thanks. And so what are we discussing today, Matt Harrison? Can you introduce well, us to the book? here it is. This is R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. How I got my shrunken head. Well, on the, on the front cover here, we've got uh, what seems to be a, a bedside table of some sort. Perhaps a t- typical American bedside table, if you will. Typical growing up, and you're, you're leaving your thing. He doesn't put his socks away properly in his drawer. <laughs> Boys. Yeah, I mean, they've got it pretty accurate, mm. some would say. And apart from the fact that there's this big, there's this big monstrous thing sitting on there, and it's, it's the shrunken head. Oh, so <laughs> quite typical, except for that. Yeah, that's the catch. And the tagline there is. Heads up, <laughs> shrunken head. Um, and was there? Can you read through the blurb there? Subtle pun. Yeah, I know. I didn't really get it for a while, but then I remembered head is the same as shrunken head. Yeah. Uh, can you read through the blurb there? Uh, it says, "Wait, where's the blurb on the back?" Yeah. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> it says two heads are better than one. True. What has two eyes, a mouth, and wrinkly green skin? Mark's shrunken head. And it's a present from Aunt Benna, a gift from the jungle island of Balladora. Mark can't wait to show the kids at school his shrunken head. It's so ugly, it's so gross, so awesome. <laughs> but late one night, the head starts to glow because it's no ordinary head. Gives Mark a strength power, magical power, dangerous power. Oh, well, it was all right until they set dangerous. it up. Yeah, they set it up. Yeah. Talk us to the plot there, Harrison. What's what's going on in this in this story here? Well, yeah, in this I mean, story the, the here. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, it's very quick. It just jumps along from one. Doesn't thing seem to, the to drag, does it? Doesn't drag you down in the in any of the any of the boring stuff. And he, he starts in his in his house playing his favourite video game Jungle King Jungle King <laughs> he loves the jungle this kid for some he reason he just loves the jungle he, and he's never been to the jungle no he doesn't really know that much about the jungle he seems to have a connection with the jungle but he feels this connection with the jungle and he loves his video game Jungle mm-hmm. King to the point that he's fine with just ignoring all his friends so he can play this game his friends will go outside and enjoy the sun. They want to have a good time, or at least play a different game that yeah. they can all... No. Now, multi, we've all been there. There's multiplayer games out there. But this jungle thing, it, it's a solo game, and he's just... He's, he's just been a bit of a dick. But he gets a, a, a visitor, a knock on the door, is that correct? Mm. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's not knocking on the door from this person. What was that? Carolyn? Carolyn? Yeah. And she um, has... In her hands, this shrunken head. Shrunken head? And it's uh, uh, allegedly a present from his auntie, who, who is a scientist living on the jungle island of Balladora. Mm. And, and it's a present for Mark, and he says, I know, I'm, you know, I'm friends with your auntie. Um, this, is, this is for you. He's a little freaked out, but mm. then he's like, 
this is amazing. He just gets real, real into it. More than a kid probably should uh, at a dismembered human head. They don't, they don't really but, stress that, but it definitely is a severed human head. It's a with. human head, yeah. yeah. The next morning, he gets some quite exciting news. And what's that? He gets told that he's, he's going on an expedition and he's going to meet his auntie in the jungle, in this mm-hmm. island, and they're going to have a grand time and uh, get to see the island and go adventurous. And before he had left, the, he had the shrunken head on his, on his, oh, on dude, his yes, table. Oh, dude, yes, yes, yes. And it's, what's weirded him out is in the middle of the night, the shrunken head has started to glow and it levitate, I think it did. Of course, his mum doesn't believe him. No, I really believe. Oh, well, Carolyn, well, Carolyn kind of goes, thinks it's quite interesting. It doesn't really elaborate. Anyway, so he ends up on this jungle island, and he um, immediately discovers that things aren't quite as they seem in this situation. No, um, Aunt Ben is actually being missing. She's gone. She was trying to uh, research, I think, some kind of snail, I think, and she's been missing for a few weeks. And um, so Dr. Hollins and Carolyn think, you know, Mark, you can help us find uh, Aunt Benna. But mm. how's he going to help find it? How, how, how can you do that, Matt? Well, he doesn't know it until they tell him that that he's got uh, some kind of a jungle magic. He's He's got jungle magic. That's the he's phrase. He's a supernatural being. Yeah. Um, they insist that, no, you've Mark, you've got this jungle magic in you, and you can use it. And Mark's like, I've literally got no idea what you're talking about. You've got the wrong person. It's not going to work. So he's not really sure what he's going to do. But um, late at night, he... Uh, he, he reads his auntie's journal. He reads his auntie's journal, which, in hindsight, probably should have been hidden a bit better because it reveals some uh, some terrible secrets. Yeah, and uh, in the journal, it's saying that Dr. Hollings is, is out to kill Aunt Benner, and he's evil, he wants the jungle magic for himself, mm-hmm. and he can't be trusted, and and so our, our protagonist sets off into the jungle he does. himself to try and Although, find Dr. Hawling's daughter, Karine, does know that he's gone. Mm. And he's like, your dad's evil. And she's like, no, they just had a disagreement about, like, about the jungle, you know, my dad wants to... He wants minerals in the jungle, your auntie doesn't want it to be, like, torn down. This is a disagreement, he's not actually an evil person. But anyway, he sets off into the jungle, uh, armed only with his shrunken head. And he goes to sleep in the jungle because apparently that's a responsible thing to do. And he wakes up and he's covered in these. Yeah, he leaves at night or mm. evening, doesn't he? Yeah. Which yeah. is a rookie mistake. I mean, where's he gonna sleep? He I... doesn't think it through. No, he doesn't. He's scared. He sets off, and he um, he falls asleep in this hollow tree. Mm-hmm. And this is where his misadventures <laughs> really kick off. <laughs> yeah, because he wakes up the next morning. He's got. Bloody ants all over. He's covered in bloody ants. He's ants all over. Every time I fall asleep in a tree, I wake up covered in ants. And, Pretty um, typical. And he's freaking out about these ants on him, isn't he, Matt? Well, yeah, he thinks he's done for because they're biting him and and he's... Um, he says he's like suffocating in them. Yeah, they're getting his mouth. Yeah, apparently they're... He's really freaking out. These are uh, some serious ants. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he calls out his magic... Jungle cry that he thinks he just uh, made up one day. Yeah, this is a thing that's it's just like he's catchphrase. Yeah, he, play, he yells it out when he's playing the Jungle King game. Yeah, and it's like it's like a, a, 
Bazinga. Yes. The Sheldon's Bazinga. Yes. Yes. Or a, um, or a, uh, uh, what's another one? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one. Uh, Rick and Morty. What did Rick say? Uh, Bubble yeah. of a Dub Dub. Bubble of a Dub Dub. Right. Yeah. This is his version. Kalia. And he, um, and he thought this was just a. Something that uh, just came to his head one day when he was a kid. It was his original thing. But, uh, it turns out that this might be a bit more. Meaningful, a bit more magical than he thought. Possibly, because as soon as he shouts this phrase, the ants will immediately drop off him and disappear. And he's thinking Mm. that seemed a bit too miraculous Mm. to be a coincidence. So his jungle misadventures continue, and I believe at one stage he's uh, in quicksand. Yeah, directly after the ant incident, he, he just can't catch a break. Ta- he basically takes another step, gets in the quicksand, and uh, he's sucked into the quicksand, and then he tries to yell Kalia, but it's not working, and that's because he realizes when he fell in the quicksand, uh, that's right, the shrunken head fell out of his pocket. So he gets the shrunken head, he yells out Kalia, and he finds out that the magic only works when he's touching or in contact with the shrunken head, and then the vines come rip him out of the quicksand. Safe again, and then he immediately gets it falls down a, <laughs> a pit. Is well, no, he immediately gets confronted by a tiger. Yes, yeah. You'd think um, it's been a bad it's ten minutes for him. <laughs> let's put it that way. Yeah. And this tiger attacks him, but he yells this word again. Yep. And the ground crumbles mm-hmm. and puts him into this safe pit. Yep. Away from the tiger. The danger of the tiger. And then, what happens after that? He's, he's stuck in the pit, but I believe Corrine, who's actually been following him, she was worried about him going out in the jungle alone, apparently, uh, pulls him out of the pit, and um, then he's like, yeah, it turns out I do have jungle magic. And then he uses the shrunken head, he like sort of points in a direction, and it sort of leads him towards where Aunt Benner is. Yeah, the eyes glow or something. When he's like going in the right direction. Towards the north or something? Anyway, the... Well, east, the correct direction to be going. Yep. And what, what did you I do? don't know, I think one of the tea bags burst or something, so it's just like dirt at the bottom of my glass. Uh, oh. Oh, I feel like on. Mark being covered in ants. Standing <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It's okay. I need to use my jungle word. Um, so eventually, they find Aunt Benner. <laughs> yes. And uh, she's like, she's in a little shack. Mm-hmm. She's been holing up there for months. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my journal. Yeah, man, that yeah. was it. And he's like, why'd you bring this girl? This is this is Dr. Hawling's daughter. And he's like, no, she's cool, Aunt Benner. She's she's not. No, she's not there yet. They're having this conversation, I think, and, and it's like, well, Aunt Benner, is this true? And she goes, yeah, it's all true. Hawling's is like out to kill me and everything. Oh, right. And so I'm hiding here in the woods. And just as they're about to kind of figure out what to do next, Kareen, she comes running up and, and she's she led saying? them all. She's like, oh, I she's, found them. Hey, Dad, she found, I found... She them all up. So she was actually... She was a double agent the whole time. She was following Mark just to, like, lead the rest of them to him. Oh. Oh. Um, I hate that. And it happens all the time with me. <laughs> with the women I'm involved with. They just ghost you and they rat you out. They're after my jungle magic. <laughs> Which is what I call my penis. <laughs> jungle magic. So our heroes, um, uh, Mark and Aunt Peter, are in a bit, bit, bit of trouble, aren't they? Yeah, a right spot of trouble, and they, um, yeah, they get captured and basically... They're like, give us your jungle magic? 
Yeah, and then they tell us. Karine the almost almost tells it because she witnessed him using him the, using the jungle. And so she almost, but he goes, no, you can't tell them. And then they get knocked out or something and sent back to the the main headquarters. Yeah, and um, and Hallings basically goes, well, we're gonna shrink your heads. We're gonna cut off your heads and boil them. Yep, and shrink them, and and that's what we're gonna do. If they, if, if you don't tell us what the magic is. And, um, I don't know, Kareem must have told him the word by then. But That's the thing, Matt. What, if he has to, like, he has to, he, like, puts his hand over his mouth and says, like, don't tell him, and then run away. But then they just they get, get caught again. To, yeah. So, like, I don't know, like, but what, I mean, what do they need then if they've already got the magic word and... I mean, she must have told her dad what the magic word was, yeah. and he tried to use it and it hasn't worked. So he knows there's more to it. Okay. And I won't tell him. Yeah. So they still need to tell him what the... That you need the proper magic is because yeah. you don't know how you even even know it's worth. Also, um, why is why does he want jungle magic? Like I thought he wanted to destroy the jungle. So why does he want like to use the like? Well, it's a pretty all powerful thing. I mean, I think basically what it's meant to do is do exactly what your will is in, in the jungle situation. In any situation, I think. I mean, you could apply this to. Could it be an urban magic? Yeah, if you had the shrunken head on you, you could just be like. Kalea, yeah, Kalea, motherfucker! I'm sick. I want to fly. Yeah, okay. I'm Superman now. Yeah, um, it's weird he didn't try that one when he was um, <laughs> stuck in the pit. Um, <laughs> but they're about to be um, boiled. Yes, but at the right moment, Michael sort of breaks free and he grabs his shrunken head. Yeah, well, he. Um the shrunken head, I think it like falls into this other big pile of shrunken heads. Big pile of shrunken heads. And then um, they're gradually leading them to. Oh, say so there we go. We don't know hauling. We don't. We won't want hauling to see it. He doesn't know that the head is needed for jungle magic. This particular head, I asked, shoving it back in the pocket. Only this head. Yes, that head and the magic word. So, yeah, he needs. It has both. to be that specific head, not just any shrunken head. Yeah, and. The other thing was that Aunt Bennett goes, okay, wait for my signals, yep. make three blinks or three yep. winks or something. And that's when we're going to attack or something and you're going to use the jungle magic and we're going to... Yep. Oh, yeah, and he's about to use it, but Dr. Hollings knocks it away and tosses it into a big pile of uh, shrunken heads. And he's never going to be able to find his shrunken head, is it? Not in a big pile of heads? Hmm. What happens then? Oh. <laughs> he does find it. He does. <laughs> if you remember at the start... His bratty little sister put a scratch on it, like yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like snatched it from him and scratched it. And so like he's tossing through it and he sees it. it. Yeah, and um, he grabs a shrunken head, uses his jungle magic, and uh, what happens to him? Well, basically, when he uses his jungle magic and he's trying to get him out of this dastardly situation, this bind that they're in, they the the the, the, the holdings. Carolyn and and Karina just yeah. shrink to ant size. And yep. they run off into the jungle or something. All three of them, Karine, Carolyn, Dr. Hollings, scampered over the grass, mouse-sized, squeaking angrily in tiny mouse voices. I stood beside the beside the pile of heads and watched them scurry over the ground, squeaking and squealing. I watched them until they disappeared into the jungle. They're gonna last like five minutes in the jungle and they're gonna be like eaten by a bird or something. I don't know. Uh, I mean, no matter how small you are, you're still you're still the most evolved race. On yes, that. but you're 
not you're not you're evolved, but you're not meant to be evolved at that size. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, but they could find shelter somewhere. Well, if you've seen classic Disney comedy, <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, actually, it can be a hilarious situation. <laughs> yeah, but that's not discussed in the book. They scurry away. We have no idea if they. That's the end of it. They don't yeah. even mention them. That's the last. I know. They're like, the oh, they're like, oh, oh they're like, oh, there go. Um, yeah, um, that's it. So, guess what? They're safe now, and. Um, <laughs> They get home and Aunt Benna takes the jungle magic away from him. Yeah, it turns out she hypnotized him as a kid yep. to give him the jungle yep. magic and he was the only one that had it and now she re-hypnotizes him to get rid of the jungle magic. That's it. So he's just... However that works. And so now no one has the jungle magic. Yeah, but he's still got his little shrunken head. Like she's a pretty talented hypnotist. That's not touched on, <laughs> is it? Like, it says she's a scientist. She has... She knows all this magic and how to give it to somebody and take it away, mm. which isn't really touched in the book whatsoever. I guess scientists can just do that. Mm. Like if you're a good enough scientist, you know hypnotism. how to give someone magic no powers. hypnotism. And reverse. And reverse hypnotism. hypnotism. Um, but he still gets to keep the shotgun hand as a souvenir. And uh, that's does. all she wrote. Or is it? How does the book end then? <laughs> well... And I, 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 I'm grasping that this might be a common theme in some Goosebumps books. They just throw something there. They throw a curveball just yeah. right in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to school and he's like, well, um, this is going to be some good stories to tell to my mates at school. And he's holding the shrunken head. And then the shrunken head suddenly speaks and it goes, can I tell the part about the tiger? So shrunken head, he can still talk. talk. Maybe he could always talk. I don't know. He doesn't have magic anymore, so... Um, so why did that happen? Uh, no one knows, but that's, that's the end of our story. Matt, what do you, what do you think of the book? First of all, did you read much Goosebumps as a kid? No, I wasn't allowed to read Goosebumps as a kid. Oh, really? Well, I this mean, I brought one or two home and, um, and I mean, my conservative family was like, no, this is not acceptable. Um, this is too... This is too scary. This is too horrific for a, a kid your age. Well, like, I wasn't allowed to read them. Oh, wow. So this is like the first one you've ever read? Yeah. What did you think? I liked it. Yeah. I, honestly, it was, a, it, was, it was pretty tidy, the plot and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah. fairly well written. And like, it's, it's pretty fast-paced. Very fast-paced. You don't get um, bored. You see here on the cover. It's big it's, it's bigger than his baseball mitt. It's a big head. It's bigger than his bloody baseball mitt. But they go on to explain later on in the book that, that, that these are like smaller than a tennis ball. Yeah, and you've got a baseball right there for comparison. It's, yeah. Matt, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Um, but that's all for this week. Please join me next time in which I discuss Goosebumps number 40, Night of the Living Dummy 3. Matt, would you like to take us off with my trademark catchphrase? Gatsy is Gats, and thank you, and that's that. Yeah, you got it in one! <laughs>